Hello, and welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game, and occasionally a 7800 game, and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 72. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. We're doing it again. It's a lovely Sunday morning as I record this. I just stuffed a donut in my face. It was okay. It was one of those donuts, you know, that like the one of the last donuts in the box of fancy donuts you get from the donut shop. Uh, you know, kind of the the glazy cinnamon cinnamony one that's not quite a cinnamon roll, but it's not as fancy as like uh, a frosted cake donut. But you know, it was okay. It was still a donut, and I really can't complain because uh, I mean, really, should I be eating donuts? Combining eating donuts and sitting on my butt playing video games probably not a good combination. So what am I whining about? Well, I'll tell you what I am whining about. This morning's recording session has been beset by production problems. Well, maybe beset is overstating it. Computer's working fine. The cartridge for the game that we're playing today is working fine, fortunately. But before I got started, I plugged another cartridge in that I had uh, recently acquired. I just wanted to check it out and it wouldn't work. The Atari home screen you know, the title screen would come up and look fine, and then within a few seconds, it would go black with little squiggly lines and static and stuff, and I can't get it to work. I'm hoping it's not a bad cartridge, because uh, while I did pay an outrageous amount for it, uh, I did pay a decent amount for it, and plus it's a game I really want to play. So uh, I am bummed about that. Hopefully I can figure out how to fix that. The other problem I had this morning was my iPad was being difficult. I keep all my notes on my iPad, and today, whenever I try to unlock the iPad, Siri comes on instead and offers to help me. When I ask Siri to help me unlock the iPad, she says, I'm sorry, I can't do that. It's like dealing with Hal from 2001, so that's been very frustrating. Fortunately, I was able to unlock the thing long enough to print out my notes for today's recording, so I am doing today's recording uh, old school, I guess, with paper. But enough about my whining and complaining. Let's do some news. Here's some good news. I was at MightyCon yesterday. Uh, MightyCon is sort of a mini Comic-Con that they do every year here. Um, you know, comic book, comic book vendors and people selling collectibles and lots of people walking around in costume and they bring in artists and you know comic writers. And uh, this year they had somebody who did a voice for the, one of the characters in the 93 version of Power Rangers. You know, and just lots of fun stuff like that. So I was there yesterday, and one of the vendors was selling a complete in-box Atari Jaguar. And they only wanted $500 for it. Shockingly, uh, my wife wasn't as excited about that as I was. Uh, so I did not come home with the Atari Jaguar in-box. I did, however, come home with a sealed in-box Atari 2600 Missile Command cartridge that was pretty cheap and Missile Command is one of my favorite games so I don't go out of my way to collect a lot of in-box games as I think about it, I've got a few boxes um, I've only got one other sealed in-box game um, Pole Position um, I think it actually even has the, the shrink wrap on it still um, from when I was a kid and I, I think I got it as a gift from somebody not realizing that I already had the game, and uh, uh, but for whatever reason it just never got returned. So I've still got it. So I'm probably holding on to that. But now Missile Command is my second sealed inbox game. I guess that makes me a nerdy collector now. 
but that's alright, I'll own it. Um, the game and the title. In other news, uh, I got a little bit of feedback this week. Jim uh, on Twitter, uh, at Yinksy, tweeted at me a picture of his Star Raiders cartridge and touchpad packaging, if you remember last week, and how I was kind of working through it in my head. I thought maybe initially that I had gotten as a kid the, the Star Raiders touchpad, which I still have, and the, um, and the packaging for that, and had gotten the cartridge separately. Uh, it's become more and more apparent that, no, I probably got them to bundled together for a number of reasons. One, that's how they sold them, obviously. Atari never made another game for the touchpad. It was just weird because my packaging, the box for the touchpad, says nothing about the cartridge. And so, and, and it, the way the box is designed, the cartridge couldn't have been in that box with it. It must have been a separate box, but I don't have the box for the cartridge for some reason. And that's what was confusing me. So Jim helpfully sent me a picture of his packaging that he still has as well. His packaging was very different than mine. My touchpad box is just bright orange, and I think his was black. So, Jim, thanks for sending that to me. And just a reminder, everybody, uh, you know, go ahead, tweet at me, post up on my Facebook, send me an email. You know, I like hearing from you guys, particularly when I say something dumb that makes you guys roll your eyes and say, wow, what an Atari goofball. Um, let me set them straight. Because, you know, everybody needs to be set straight every now and then. In other news, uh, there is no other news. All right, let's move on to this week's game. This week's game is... That's right. That sound means we're leaping into the future this week to play Choplifter for the Atari 7800 from 1987. And I'm talking a little bit louder because Choplifter has an exclamation point on it. So you know it's fun. It's like putting a laugh track uh, on a sitcom to know where to laugh. If you put the exclamation point on the title of the game, you know this is going to be fun. Choplifter is a pretty straightforward game. Um, we get a little story, a mini story I guess. A storylet, if you will. The evil bunglings have kidnapped 64 of our delegates from World Peace Conference. You must save them. In my head, whenever I read that part, I keep thinking of the Nintendo 64, which obviously has nothing to do with this, but 64 just seems like an odd number. They're grouped in, I'll get to this later, but they're grouped in, you know, groups of 16 each, four of them, totaling 64, obviously, for you math wizards. And, and that's just sticking in my head, not because of the, the Nintendo thing, but is there some computer programming thing about 16s and 64 or something? That would explain why this game is designed with those numbers. I don't know. I may be making that up. So anyway, the evil bunglings have kidnapped 64 of our delegates from a world peace conference. You must save them! Exclamation point. So that you know it's important. The delegates are imprisoned in a bungling stronghold, but we've, we've got a secret base nearby disguised as a post office. Alright. I guess you could do that. I would disguise it as, uh, say, a Walmart. Because if it was me... And I saw a Walmart, I would not go in, so it would be a secret from me. Today's episode sponsored by Walmart. You've already smuggled in a helicopter, fully armed with a machine gun and bombs. How the hell did you smuggle in a helicopter? You can't get on a plane with a bottle of shampoo. How do you smuggle in a helicopter? And bombs. And machine guns. Perhaps in suppository form. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a spy, clearly. You're ready to fly it meaning, I guess, the helicopter, into enemy territory, snatch the hostages from their prison barracks, and speed them to safety. But be careful. 
Exclamation point. The bungling forces are on the alert, just waiting to shoot you down. You'll need speed and skill to get past them and save the hostages. But you can do it. Exclamation point. I feel like considering the Victor Border routine here, sort of the classic routine, they used to run on Sesame Street of him doing all sorts of sound effects while explaining punctuation. It's kind of cute. Go on YouTube and look it up. It's fun. Getting started. Insert the cartridge. Plug in your controller into the left controller jack. Uh, oh, by the way, today, I guess because I didn't feel like bothering to get out the Edladen adapter and my Genesis controller, I just used the regular 7800 controller uh, to play the game. It wasn't that painful. If I was going to sit here for hours playing it, it would probably be fairly unpleasant. But I played a little bit, and it was fine. Press pause to pause the game. Press it to resume play. During play, you can press reset to start a new game. When the game is over, press reset or either controller button to start a new game. The 64 hostages are locked in four bungling prison barracks. 16 hostages per barracks. I went over that earlier. You must rescue them in your helicopter and fly them to safety. Your mission is divided into three sorties, with one chopper per sortie. When a sortie begins, your helicopter is rubbing up on the pet. So really, hold on. So really, you didn't smuggle in one helicopter. You smuggled in three helicopters. All I gotta say is, wow, that's impressive, man. Anyway, when a sortie begins, your helicopter is rubbing up on the pad. When the music ends, oh, I know how they smuggled in the helicopters. They put them in the back of Winnebago's. Um, the, the huge old ones that used to be really popular. The big ones that look like giant metal, you know, Tylenol capsules on wheels. That's where they put them, and then they drive them in and, uh, to their fake post office as if they're going to mail postcards to Phoenix, uh, or rather to Minnesota, uh, you know, from the grandparents uh, summering in Phoenix, wintering in Phoenix. Um, and that's their cover, and that's why it's a post office. See, I'm, I'm getting it all worked out now. This is kind of a bonus story for you, because this has nothing to do with the story that I'm going to tell you later. Um, no extra charge. When a sortie begins, your helicopter is rubbing up on the pad. When the music ends, move the controller handle forward to lift off. Then move the handle left, right, or diagonally to fly in that direction. Release the handle to land. While flying, press the right controller button to change the direction you're facing. As you press the button, you'll alternately face right, forward, or left. Press the left controller button to fire your chopper's machine gun or drop bombs. When the chopper is facing sideways, the machine gun will fire. Use this on airborne targets and to shoot open the barracks. To drop bombs on ground attackers face forward, then press the left button. Once in the air, you'll have to fight off bungling ground and air forces to get closer to get close to a barracks. Shoot open the barracks to free the hostages, then land your helicopter so they can scramble in. I could never, when I was playing, I could never actually shoot open the barracks myself. Uh, they only ever seemed to open when, you know, enemy fire hit the barracks and then they would catch fire, uh, like literally catch fire, and the little hostages would run out. Um, but this makes it sound like you can blow the barracks open yourself. Also, I never saw any airborne attackers. I only saw tanks. Maybe I just didn't make it far enough into the game, I guess. So you shoot open the barracks to free the hostages, then land your helicopter so they can scramble in. You can fit up to 16 hostages at once inside the chopper. Retreat to the post office and descend. You must land on the pad in order for the hostages to climb out. Then return to the battle zone for more action. If your chopper is shot down, another appears at the, pa- at the post office until all your choppers are lost. Choplifter ends when you when you lose your third helicopter or when all hostages are rescued or lost. Tanks shoot your helicopter if you've landed or are near the ground. Their turrets track your chopper, then fire. They'll also shoot open barracks. Then shoot the hostages as they run. Well, that's just mean. Jet fighters charge at you, shooting air-to-air missiles, 
drone air mines home in on your chopper. When they make contact, you crash. Also, kind of mean. Survival tips. Maneuver your chopper high to bomb tanks while avoiding their fire. You can shoot down air-to-air missiles, but it's safer and quicker to dodge them. Don't land on hostages. That squashes them. Don't shoot them either. It does. It's actually kind of gross. Um, I landed on a few hostages. Sorry, hostages. And it's almost as if the other ones kind of stand there and throw up their arms like, Aah! Yeah, it's kind of weird. Scores are shown at the top of the screen. Left score is hostages lost. Middle score is hostages inside the chopper. Right score, hostages rescued. The highest possible score for rescued hostages, obviously, is 64, because there are 64 hostages. So okay, fairly straightforward game. The choplifter story is actually kind of interesting. Um, some of you may know this already. I didn't, so I thought it was interesting. It started out its life as a 1982 Apple II game, developed by Dan Gorlin and published by uh, Broderbund, uh, ported to the Atari 5200, Atari 8-bit family, ColecoVision, Commodore 64, Commodore uh, VIC-20, and MSX. Graphically enhanced versions for the 7800 and Atari uh, XEGS were published in 1988 by Atari. In 1985, Sega released a coin-operated arcade game remake. So it's just interesting that it began as a computer game, a home computer game, and then became an arcade game later instead of the other way around. It was then ported to the Nintendo Entertainment System and Sega Master System in 1986. Chop Lifter is one of the few games that first appeared on a home system and was ported to the arcade. Uh, Wikipedia says that the helicopter is named Hawk Z in the Master System version manual, by the way, if you're into naming your helicopters. It was developed in six months after Gorlin began experimenting with animating a helicopter on the Apple II. He added scenery, tanks, and planes with the hostages last. He stated that as, quote, a story developed, movie camera techniques seemed appropriate. End quote. Including the final message at the end instead of game over, which I didn't even notice. I think on the 7800 version it says game over. Gerlin's first demonstration to Barterbund was, quote, too realistic, too much a helicopter simulation. End quote. And the company helped him make it easier to fly. The original choplifter art for the broader Bund Commodore 64 release was produced by Mark Erickson, who traded the art for broader Bund's original, original first five covers. Choplifter 2, subtitled Rescue Survive, which is a dumb subtitle if I may say so, was released for the Game Boy, 1991, and remade for both the Game Boy and Game Gear as Choplifter 3 in 1994. An unrelated Choplifter 3 was released for Super NES. Wow, that's not confusing at all. Sega released a pair of spiritual successors without the Choplifter brand. Air Rescue in 1991 for System 32 hardware is a first-person pseudo-3D take on the concept. Air Rescue 1992 for Sega Master System more closely represents 2D Choplifter but has stages that scrolled in all directions. In Exile Entertainment released Choplifter HD for Xbox Live Arcade, PlayStation Network, and Windows on January 11, 2012. Softline in 1982 called the game what may well be the first interactive computer-assisted animation animated movie, a fusion of arcade gaming, simulation, and filmic visual aesthetics. Childhifter is destined to occupy a place in the Software Hall of Fame. So I'd say they liked it. Byte called Childhifter great fun, computer gaming world highly praised graphics and animation. The Apple II version received a certificate of merit in the category of Best Computer Audiovisual Effects at the 4th Annual Archie Awards, and Billboard named it Computer Game of the Year. The Addison Wesley book of Atari Software in 1984 gave the game an overall a rating, calling it a masterpiece. Debuting in May 1982, the game sold 9,000 copies by June, appearing on Computer Gaming World's list of top sellers. And uh, 
Apple II Computing lists Shoplifter 7th on the magazine's list of top Apple II games as of late 85, based on sales and market share data. In 2010, Shoplifter was included in the book 1001 Video Games You Must Play Before You Die. HeyPoorPlayer.com calls the game a very original and highly acclaimed horizontally scrolling shoot 'em up. Future Bill here. Warning. Prepare for random episode interruption in 3, 2, 1, go interruption. How many words are in Harry Potter books? Book, books book one, one to seven. I have no idea, Henry. Just guess. A hundred million. No. I have no Not idea. even close. Okay. One million eighty-four thousand in something. How do you know that? Because. The radio. What? The radio. Okay. It's one million eighty-four thousand something. Okay. Not including each book. Okay, well that's good to know. Thanks for telling me. This concludes a random episode interruption, courtesy of Henry. We now resume regular programming. Alright, so looks like we've got a masterpiece on our hands. So I guess, after the break, we'll chop and lift and some third thing with an exclamation point. Pushing the boundaries is what this show is all about. Okay, let's see. What do I have to do today? Got to pick up milk. Plot revenge on all my enemies. Got to see the doctor about that random oozing. Seems like I'm forgetting something. Oh yeah, I got to go to the post office. Oh, but the post office is so boring. Note to stamps.com. This would be an excellent point if you wanted to sponsor the show for me to insert a commercial for how wonderful Stamps.com is. Alright, back to the setup. Oh, the post office. I just, I can't bear to go to the post office. Nothing exciting ever happens at the post office. Well, I guess I'm here. I might as well go in and mail my box of donuts to Timmy. Timmy loves donuts. Hey, is that a helicopter over there? Wow, that's some zippy start music. Alright, first sortie is sorted. Here we go. Up, up and away in my beautiful balloon. Sorry, helicopter. It's a good looking game. It's very arcade-like. Got the crystal, you know, the crisp blue sky in the background, the mountains, and these little hills that kind of look like the Atari logo. That's kind of cool. Thanks. Bombs away! Gotcha. Turn around. There we go. Run, little hostages! I know you want me to pick. Ooh, sorry. Didn't mean to squish you. I got the other ones, that's good. Ooh, sorry. Hurry up. Oh, we'll see, now you got blown up. All right, second sortie. Um, the 
hostages are rendered really well. They look like, you know, frantic little people running around. Um, like, uh, hey, there's one random hostage. Alright, get in. Hey, knock it off, tank. When do we get to the jets? I was promised some jets. are the ones that can blow up the barracks or the, the where they got the hostages held and then you can pick them up I thought maybe you could shoot the, the building yourself and free the hostage man sorry little hostage well you know my apologies to this one little hostage standing on the screen here uh, probably needing a change of pants but you know that's life I guess back to you in the studio Okay, so here's the thing about Choplifter. I really like this game. I like, for this kind of game, how it really does feel like an arcade game, which is especially interesting when you know that it was a home computer game first, and an arcade game second. It's colorful, but not in a, uh, I hesitate to use the word unrealistic way, but that's the word that comes to mind. Um, it's pseudo-realistic looking, I guess, without being scary realistic looking. It's action-filled, controls work pretty good, I haven't played the other versions other than the 7800. Maybe the controls work better for those. But I was satisfied with the controls for this game. It's addictive, it's fun. I really have no complaints. It is probably a game that I will play again. And you should too. There. There's my seal of approval. As I think about the story for the game, clearly we're dealing with the evil bunglings who are up to no good shenanigans once again. So we take you now to another thrilling episode of the bunglings! With an exclamation point, of course. The World Peace Conference is finally underway. Belgium's anger over the choice of mahogany conference table was assuaged with new ergonomic chairs that had squishy armrests. Lithuania was finally satisfied with the pastry choices. And the U.S. had stopped pouting over the lack of a follow spotlight on their delegate and gold-plated toilet paper in the restroom. Outside the airport Marriott, two dark hel helicopters land. The delegates don't hear it as they're all sleeping after, after Venezuela's riveting speech advocating for uniform standards on parachute pant poofiness. Reminder, this is the 1980s. Right in the middle of Canada's call to name Bob and Doug McKenzie to the International Court, the doors to the conference room bang open, upsetting the vanilla wafer and granola bar cart. A collective gasp rises, sprinkled with a few shouts of alarm, and then the party trashers enter. Thick black boots thudding across the industrial but professionally tasteful carpet. It's the bonglings, the bonglings, those evil, wacky, lovable bonglings. Lock up your delegates, folks. Those crazy bonglings are back in town. <laughs> the lead bungling, however, falls flat on her face. Barbara, bungling number two grunts. Sorry, Timmy, Barbara says, the floor moved. <laughs> bonglings quickly proceed to round up 64 delegates. It takes three tries for Timmy. 
I said a hundred, the third bungling says in a gravelly voice. He's bald and bearded and has an exasperated look on his face. I'm too tired, man, Timmy groans. <laughs> After locking away the hostages in the Marriott's game room, they have Galaga, or Galaga, whatever it is, and a three-legged ping-pong table with one and a half paddles. Barbara asks Timmy, where's the key? It's cool, Timmy says. I handed it to this, this big beardy dude closest to the door. You what? I was really careful. I asked if I could trust him, and he said sure. Barbara groans and runs down the hallway. Hey, Timmy says, even criminals need to trust, too. <laughs> the game room door is wide open and the room is empty. The sound of gunfire can be heard down another corridor where Barbara, Timmy, and the bearded bald one see good guy choppers raining gunfire down on the bad guy helicopters and tanks. The good guys are leading the freed hostages to safety. The big guy Timmy gave the key to stops and waves. Call me, Timmy shouts. Barbara and the bald one just glower. Timmy beams. Trust. It's what life is about. <laughs> and that's our show. My thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Reformat, Pinball Spring, and Take a Chance. Show notes are at ataribytes.libson.com. You can email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. You can like the show on our Facebook page. You can follow the show on Twitter at Atari Bytes, or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. You can find the show, Atari Bytes, on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or many other podcast catchers. Please chop through iTunes and lift up your fingers to leave a review after you put your fingers down again on the keys. That's how computing works. Also, you can support the show financially on our Patreon page or by picking up Atari Bytes merchandise at Zazzle.com. And if you have time, do please check out my other show. It's a podcast, Charlie Brown. New episodes drop on the 15th of every month. Next time on Atari Bytes, River Raid 2. It's some more Activision. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you. Damn it, Siri, just unlock my iPad. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Come on, Siri. Also, stop calling me Dave. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. <sighs> Technology.